Hello and welcome to today's edition of Chapter by Chapter for Dune. I am your host, Will Callen. With me is my co-host and good friend, Steve. I'm spiced up. He's spiced up, everybody. We're getting my all spicy up in here. My is strong. My prescience <laughs> is long. Uh. And I see all of what I ate You know who can't see night. anything right now? In, right in the toilet. <laughs> Wait, who can't who can't see <laughs> who can't see it? i was gonna say the baron but you know what? your joke landed a little bit better um yeah let's get into it so steve you said you had a you had a chapter name for us today so hit us with it yes chapter 26 yes chapter 26 yep. chapter 26 nafood for thought oh <laughs> <laughs> like that that's yeah, I did like that. That's, that's actually that's a that's a that's actually kind of clever. <laughs> I didn't know you had it in you. Thank you. All right. I'm surprising myself all the time. You know, I made a French omelet this morning. Did you? I did. I did. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I can't make a fucking French omelet. Anyone who knows how to do that, I can't do that. Not yet. We've been talking. We've been talking about recipes a lot lately because I've been watching a lot of Gordon Ramsay. Getting, getting a lot of spice. Yeah, I'll never stop. Uh, all right. What do we got here? We got uh, chapter 26, chapter introduction. I do believe it is your turn, <clears throat> Stevie McBean. That's a good name, <clears throat> McBean. I'm going to keep calling you that. What do you despise? By this arc, you are truly known. From Manuel of Muad'Dib by the Princess Irulan. I don't know what that was. <laughs> I thought you were going to like over. a Metallica. Like, what you know. do you despise? By this, you are truly known. From Manuel of Muad'Dib by the Princess Irulan. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. That sounds like a Metallica song. Especially that first part. What do you despise? Hell yeah, that sounds metal as yeah. fuck. So what can you? So what can we extrapolate from that chapter introduction? Um, last time I couldn't really think of like the, the I couldn't I couldn't place the dots together. But you seem to be pretty good at it now. What do you think this chapter has to do relating to uh, everything we see? Well, what it means is chapter that... introduction. It says, "What do you despise? By this, you are truly known." Because what you despise is probably most likely what's driving you in some way to to you know what I mean to to rid the world of that to better the world of it to you know now that I'm thinking about it 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 sounds like it's trying to draw a parallel connection between uh the Baron and Paul Atreides and specifically like the fact that. Paul has realized that they are they are Harkonnens. Harkonnens. Also, before we go any further, mm, I've I've been be. doing a lo- I've been doing a lot of editing for these episodes, and I've realized that I flip from saying Harkonnen and Harkonnen all the time. It's and Harkonnen, I don't know, isn't it? I don't know. No. And I'm gonna Harkonnen. <laughs> Harkonnen. Harkonnen. It's Harkonnen. Harkonnen. Um. Yeah. So I think it's almost drawing a. Uh, a line between those two, Baron Harkonnen and uh, a line in the sand, Paul maybe. Atreides. A little line in the sand. So, uh, yeah, that's my take on it. Take it or leave it. 
I think it's saying that your hate, what you despise, drives you. Mm. You hate what and it's you what despise. you become. Ah. You become what you hate. So is that speaking more for the Baron or for more of the Paul? Is what I'm talking about. Darth Vader. This dun, is a very dun, Darth Vader dun, chapter. Dun, 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 dun. Let's get into it. Like I said, like this is a very Darth Vader chapter. Like, like the fact that like people are coming to uh, uh, the bear, the Baron's having Nefud come in. He's basically his uh, uh, his admiral or captain or whatever come in and like give him the news of what's going on. And he has Beast Raban come in and having uh, and talking to him. I think this is. To bring it back to the to the new movie trailer, I think this scene might be the scene where you see uh, be, uh, Baron Harkonnen raising out of the mud, like out of that like watery mud. I thought he was taking a bath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's taking a bath, and then uh, you know he's taking his he's also taking his meetings in this <laughs> while he's in this bath. He's gotta have a know. soak. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and in mud, or it could be mud, or it's got to be chocolate. Probably just wet sand. Just wet sand. <laughs> Some people know it as mud, but on Arrakis, it is simply wet sand. Mm. And then they start drinking it. They put. It <laughs> you can't waste that water. Yeah, but... they got to get that water out somehow. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so Nefud is coming to uh, Baron Harkonnen to tell him the news that we believe, or they believe, that Jessica and Paul are dead. Specifically because of the fact that they drove into a sandstorm. And, you know, those catchy beats of Sandstorm, it'll get anybody. Oh, yeah. Darud. Darud. So they're like, there's definitely no way that the the, uh, uh, Jessica and Paul are alive at right now. And uh, (coughs) I find this part of the book kind of interesting because, like, last time we saw the Baron, he was kind of being, like like I said at the time, I think he was, like, acting kind of weak. You know what I mean? And this, he's finally got his groove back. He was, yeah, he was a little scared. He almost got poison tooth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was way more scared in that chapter. But this one, <clears throat> he's, he's. I feel like he's almost hiding it in a way. Like he was afraid in that chapter, but to keep. He definitely was. He's keep, fucking piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. <clears throat> But what's interesting here is that Baron's playing this this weird game with uh, Nefud because Nefud is like telling him like they are certainly dead. Yes, they are dead. Certainly, absolutely, hundred percent. They got to be dead. There's for sure dead. And he like Baron Harkonnen's like sitting there waiting, like sweating them out. And yeah. And then just like Nefud just keeps talking himself into a like into a circle. And he's like definitely dead. Mm-hmm. Definitely dead. Finally, Baron Harkonnen is like, well, do you have the bodies? They're like, no. Oh, what? <laughs> huh? Bodies? What? What are you talking about? What, what are you talking, talking about, buddies? What are you talking but about, it's bodies? Almost, it's, you know, it's kind of funny because, like, later on in this chapter, the the Baron just accepts that Jessica and Paul are dead. Even though he questions Nefud at the beginning, like, how do you know? Have you seen the bodies? But later on well, in this chapter, when he's having the conversation with Bond, he's, like, in his head. He's like, they're dead. They're definitely dead. Or at least he's lying to himself so he can move forward with the rest of his well, plan. Well, I think that's because actually, though, like, they really should be dead because, like, the chances of survival are so low. So I think that is another part of it. Like, chances of survival in the dunes 
you know, is it, low. The, it, the odds are so low that it probably really isn't unreasonable to assume that they are dead at this point. Yeah. And if they're not dead yet, they're going <clears> to <throat> die soon because the, them deserts are fucked, like you said. Um, Full yeah, of worms. So, but, yeah, 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 you're, you're right. <clears throat> Sorry. I am got something in my throat. It's probably a worm. It's probably sand. <laughs> Are you eating sand? Absolutely. I eat sand every morning. I bleed dune. And that, that's because Ooh, this is basically my gross. second job now. I got to eat sand every morning. So, with eat that sand every way, morning. Eat. That's our new... <laughs> That's our new catchphrase. Yeah. Let's motto. make a cereal. Let's make a cereal. You know? Sandos. Sandos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so in. <laughs> it's full of spice. There's your tagline. Um, so Nafood also drops uh some not some information to Baron Arkin in that both Thufir Howet and Kinds are captured. And immediately Hark- uh, Baron Harkonnen's like, I need Thufir Howard on my side, and we got to kill off Kynes. And killing <clears> off Kynes... The second that Baron finds out that Howitt is captured, he's like, you got Howitt? He's like, yeah. I could fucking... I could ha- I could have me a Howitt. You know? I've always <laughs> wanted me one of those Howitts. Especially now he's out of them, uh, out of Piters. He'll take a house. He does. Any day he does week. talk about him like he's like he's property almost. Everything's property to the Baron. Like everything so. is, everything is a tool. Even the way that he talks to his own nephew. Even the way he talks about the nephew that he likes, Fade Rautha, which we've seen uh, see later on in the chapter. Um, it's still a tool to achieve his final plan, and it's revealed in this chapter that his plan is to eventually have a Harkonnen on uh on the imperial throne and he's he's, and he's accepted the fact that it might not be him like it probably won't be him it's going to take generations to get there but he believes that that, yeah he's fine with that as long as fade rautha gets up there anyways we're getting a little ahead there um so yeah you're right through fear how is captured and baron's like i gotta seize that opportunity however they're captured by sardaukar both kinds and how and as we saw the last time we saw with uh, saw Baron, the relationship between the Baron and Sardaukar and the Emperor is a little testy. It's a little big testies. <laughs> it's a, it's big testies. <laughs> and there's not much maneuvering that ba- the Baron can do to attain these two guys uh, without the Sardaukar knowing. So with Nefud, he comes up with like kind of a plan to distract the Sardaukar in some way so he can get the two of them in a meeting. And uh, first, firstly, he's like, I got to kill Kynes. Like that guy, even though he's Imperial property uh, or like an Imperial agent uh, and the emperor would be fucking pissed. If he found out I killed him, I got to get rid of him. He's, he's a, he's a loose end. He's a loose end. And uh, loose, loose goose. He's a loose goose. (laughs) And he's got to go. Um, and they got to make it look like an accident for for Kynes, but for Howitt to make him uh, to to they're not going to kill Howitt like you said. They want him for his mentat abilities. <clears throat> they want to pump uh, him up. They want to pump him up with spice. They want to pump him up with poison, man. So like poison, poison, spice. I mean, you know. I mean, yeah. No, you're right. 
Um, um, but the poison, what what does the poison do exactly? So I think the poison, I I didn't really catch this because I, I, mean, I didn't quite understand what was going on. But I think the poison is to get him addicted to it or to keep him to keep, put him in service. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, hey, some sort like, of mind control. Yeah, yeah, they're poisoning him, but they're or also like giving obedient. him the antidote. Obedience. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, hey, if we stop giving you the antidote, you don't even know what the antidote is, and you don't even know how we're poisoning you, even though it's like through his food or water or whatever. Yeah. Um, you gotta and keep working for really us. Really sand. Shh, don't tell anyone. Yeah, and that's that's the way I kind <clears throat> of understood it. But there was another way to read it. It was in a way of. They were going to poison him to build up his tolerance so that a situation like the tooth situation uh, wouldn't happen again. You know what I mean? Yeah. He would already be immune to <clears throat> the poisons of something like that attack. But I think that's kind of um, – I think that is more of a dead-end sort of way of thinking because how many poisons are there in, in the – That's Exactly. And you can't really t- – you can't become – immune to every single one so i definitely think there's probably more to keith do fear howard in bay and uh he tells nay food to like fuck off let's get this plan rolling <clears throat> and that's where we get introduced to the beast Raban. and the beast Raban. i think this is the first time we see him in person we know that he's been mentioned a couple of times by by the baron i think a little bit by the atreides uh yeah i don't think we've this- seen him no, I don't think we've seen him either. And uh, but what do you, okay? So what's your opinion of of Beast or Bond now that you're seeing him for the first time? I mean, I don't got much to go on. It's confusing. <laughs> <laughs> so Beast or Bond, <clears throat> he's very similar to the Baron in a way, but he's uh, he's way more bullheaded, you know, and mm-hmm. he's. Uh, He's got the same taste for for not bloodshed, but I think conquering that the Baron has. I think they share that that same uh, uh, that same passion. But, yeah, and probably similar morals or lack thereof. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But at the same time, like the Baron thinks that the Beast Raban is just utterly dumb and no- nothing more than a tool to be used, and that's how he basically is trying to use them. He's 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 essentially replacing Piter in his original plan to put Piter on Arrakis and run Arrakis. He's gonna make Raban go to Arrakis and yeah, he's still trying to follow through with the same plan, but just replacing Piter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. We'll see how that goes. And even uh, Beast Raban has his own reservations about going to Arrakis and running Arrakis. Uh, I think he did it before, and when he was on Arrakis the last time. Uh, he was like, okay, before I go down there, these Fremen, they're, they're nothing to fuck around with here. Like, we know that they took out an entire squad of Sardaukar at this point. Yeah, and the Baron's that, like, fuck that. Yeah, he's fuck like, Fremen. that's that's no, that is no They're frogs. They're frogs. <laughs> they're a bunch Have of you Kermit seen the frogs. <laughs> they look like Kermit the Frog. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> I wish I knew more Kermit the Frog angled jokes i should come more prepared next time <clears throat> you can just say things like kermit the frog mm. kermit the frog hello kermit the frog here mm-hmm. that is really mm-hmm. good <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 Yep. 
with, um, yep, pretty good. And if you just change it a little bit, it becomes, oh, no way, Romano! (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that is uh, radio gold right there. You gotta make sure it's to save that. I got in my in my not in my back pocket. I keep it in my breast pocket. Oh yeah, yeah. That comes out like immediately at parties. Like he wants he yeah. some. It's like first beer in, and you're like almost oh, exclusively. Oh. He just start talking like Ray Romano. <laughs> Why does he say he's a fremen and now he's talking like Kermit the Frog? What is going on here? The guy's had one drink. <laughs> he's reenacting all of everybody loves Raymond. <laughs> Oh fuck, that's so good. Um, oh, where was I? Something about Beast Reborn. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. The uh, and Baron saying that the Fremen are a threat. Fuck them. Fuck them. We don't need them. We don't need to care about them. Don't need them. The whole point of Raban going down to Arrakis is to squeeze every last dollar he can out of that planet. Squeeze them. Squeeze them. I think, and that's the word that he uses. Squeeze them. And he's like, he gives. He says squeeze. He gives uh, Raban like one stipulation. I think let beforehand uh, he w- he told Raban to kind of rule with a not an iron fist, but you know, d- definitely maybe a wooden fist. It's hard, <laughs> you know. But this time it's like you you, you gotta like if barring f- total extermination, you gotta put these people to work. Like do whatever you can. Uh, cause like that, Gotta that whole attack, I think we were talking about it, the last Baron chapter or something like that. I can't remember, but we were talking about it, that the, the expenditure for this whole thing was operation. This, it was astronomical, you know, and they, and yeah, the and it's touched on again here. Like, the Baron even says, like, we're going to have to work this planet for 60 years before we're able to pay back our debts. Like, we are in the hole I think on he this says one. even then. I think he's like, even then, after 60 years, we won't even do- we won't have done it. Yeah. Yeah. We And you know what's funny is, like, uh, I think in a previous chapter, they said that the Atreides could do it in 50. So let's just let's just let that let's just let that sit for what is. Leto was better with finances absolutely he's got investments you know he knows how to invest in his employees he knows how to train them properly yeah. core values you got control you need core values imp- impulsive spending the benny jesuits teach you against impulsive spending yeah they they've, the they've all read they've all read the wealthy barber instead of buying <laughs> nothing off amazon just lower your heart rate leave your body <laughs> and fill yourself up with spice mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so the chapter wraps up with uh, Raban going like, okay, but if I'm going to run this these Fremen basically for all they're worth, uh, we're going to have to worry about Kynes because Kynes is the Imperial uh, agent between the two. And uh, thankfully, to due to the last uh, conversation we had with Nefud, uh Baron's like, don't worry about Kynes. Don't you worry about him. He's probably down there, but more than likely he's he's dead. He's probably yeah. He's probably dead though. Yeah, like a lot of people are dying off screen in this book at, at this point. Well, know? that's great. That I'm glad you brought that up because I do have a note here that was saying that uh, Beast Raban, when he comes to see uh, Baron Harkonnen, he's a little uh, he's a little nervous at first because everybody that's around him for the last few days keeps dying. 
(laughs) (laughs) Or so they think. Yeah, and he's like, don't worry about it. No, no, no. No, no. They deserve to die. That's exactly what needed to happen. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Like, Piter, he was was dangerous. He had it coming. He had it coming. Uh, Yui. Liability. Gotta get rid of Yui. Yeah. Can't. You can't you, you can't trust the traitor. Always said it. He signed his own. Yeah, exactly. The Duke, ah, he did it Oof. himself. Yeah, <laughs> and which he did. <laughs> he got duked. Yeah, he got duked. So like Beast for Bond, he calms down a little bit, but he definitely calls him out. Like, what? Okay, like I'm a little nervous right now. <laughs> yeah, you're just killing everyone, and he's not wrong. You're just killing everybody. Um, but yeah, the, the emperor or, uh, Baron Harkonnen is like, no, don't worry about through fear or not through fear. Don't worry about kinds. He's not, he's not your problem anymore because, uh, Baron's got his own idea for, got his own plan for kinds and we'll see how that turns out for him. Um, and the chapter wraps up with a really fucking creepy monologue of, oh, that was weird. Like Baron and like this is not this is not like exclusive to this chapter. We've seen it in past chapters as well, where the way that he refers to Fade Rautha, his other his other nephew, just like uh lovely boy, really lovely body. Like it's so bleh. like bleh. real bad. Oh yeah, he's got the boys again. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, he's ugh. it's real gross. And then and that's where the, the chapter uh ends off here. Uh, any final thoughts there, Stevie? Stevie McBean? Uh, good chapter. I mean, I could do without that the the stuff you just mentioned there with the Baron at the end. Um, I do think it's important. Aside from like, that, when we get to see, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it's important. <laughs> it is gross. <laughs> but prove me wrong. No, don't prove me wrong. I don't want to be proved wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, enough of that. Enough of that. Let's get us out of here. Get us out of here, Steve. All right, everyone. We got to go. But, uh, of course, thank you for listening. And we'll see you all back here tomorrow for Chapter 27 of Doom!